you haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. <sighs> it's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. <laughs> Uh, we're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm going with you for the next 30, 40 minutes. Uh, with me here alongside uh, me in the Zoom land, the Zoom world is the best co-host in all the land. Todd to the top. I'm hanging out in Banyan 1 inside the Monarch in the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. And Todd is in uh, Todd's studio number one. Got you, got you back. See that? Oh, I had to like, had to mute you through the intro. Yes, you never know what could happen. Yeah, you never know. Uh, so Todd's home in the home studio, um, yelling at me about mute buttons, probably <laughs> sharing screens, etc. <laughs> oh shit! All right, hey, guess what show it is? Guess what show it is? It's a big number. It's not. It's kind of a round number. It's a big number. It's one more than last week, and I do not remember what last week was. I said it's kind of a round number. It is a round number. Sweet. 365. 365. 365. Oh, 365. So a year. Year, yeah. We've now done a year of shows. A year of shows. It took us 10. We listened to a different episode every single day of the year. Er day. If you, cool, if you started today, yeah, you know, set a record, set a OOA record, just start listening. It's and then you have to track down some of those early ones. And those are, I think, still on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to burn or those cassette. over to a different... They might be on cassette tape. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we'll give you a weekly happy, including husbands being tossed. Um on the docket section in the news, it snowed. So we'll give you a snow report. Three million vertical, Apre COVID, backcountry bricks, Olympics on question mark, Everest pandemic, and there's been a, a death on K2. Give you something worth watching, including something really, really old on the worth watching. A Gear 30 segment. There is um, the, in, the Outdoor Retailer Innovation Awards. Are, it's that time of year, so we have some, some product to go over there. Quote of the week, outdoor jukebox, um, all of this and, and more on. And more? And more, yeah. Uh, that's the, where you and I come in. <laughs> Zoinks. Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 365, full circle. So let's charge. Summits with the agility of a mountain goat. Flashes routes faster than UPS. Is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. All right, Todd, I got to share. If we, if we were in the studio, I probably wouldn't have been putting on socks right during that song. So I put, could do that from the home studio. You would have put me in putting on the socks. Yeah. I, uh, I was just putting on socks. I probably wouldn't have done that if I was there in studio. So look at all the perks. Did you just wake up today? <laughs> Is this like the first time like walking around? Like are you going outside? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, my day started early. Apparently it was a sockless day up to this point. Yeah. Well, I had to share my screen with you because 
husband throwing. Uh, this is our weekly happy centuries-old Japanese tradition of tossing newlywed husbands into snow. This is from Unofficial Networks. Gotta love obscure winter traditions like this town in Japan's Nagata Prefecture. 300-year-old ritual of hoisting newlywed husbands onto the shoulders of spirited group revelers, parading them through town, loading up on sake, and then tossing them off a cliff into snow. Okay, so there's a little video here. We will press play. How do you do this without sake? ...carried a man who got married last October. This is a winter ritual aimed at strengthening the bond between husband and wife. Organizers limited the number of spectators this year due to the coronavirus. There's the sake. How's this strengthening the bond? A group of men and the husband onto the snow. Toss him down the snow. And rolled down to where his wife was waiting. <laughs> we need to... Um... We need to adopt this. Participants also smeared charcoal ink on each other's faces in hopes of good health. I don't know about that part, uh, but the rest. Probably touching each other's faces is not the best idea right now. <laughs> yeah, but I do like everything leading up to that. Charcoal kills kills everything. <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> oh, that is a great tradition. Can we please add that? We need just, we need more husband tossing, uh, please. Especially if it increases the, the bond between man and wife i think that sounds like a great idea yeah i think we'd so have to too. toss them off a mountain i think we could go a little bit higher yeah i think that was sort of weak you know <laughs> that was just kind of off a little yeah i mean america Amer we'll, we'll ruin it in america we'll like literally toss them off uh like 200 foot cliffs well they'll just like pull danger a, where yeah. there's real danger yeah they'll, they'll pull like a, whatever a parachute and then just <laughs> land safely in the snow anyway on the docket the american tradition the i like that that's a good find um we did the roosters b street speaker series last night again and i want to apologize to uh, everyone who tried to watch on youtube the internet crapped out on us and it sucked and i was in charge and i blew it so uh you can watch it on instagram um, but I, I mean when i say i blew it i mean the internet really was you were working. responsible for the fall of the internet that that's a big no i don't think we'll go that far but the internet's a drag i yeah. think now if they upgraded have you upgraded to if you use like dial up i think you were trying to get, that's probably the problem it was whatever roosters was using and then and then um cory we tried to use cory's hotspot and then we tried to use my hotspot it said 5G, but it was kicking out like hamsters. It wasn't doing what it was supposed to it be. It wasn't doing. hot enough. It wasn't hot enough. So uh, then we went back to the Roosters Beast. It just wasn't working. Um, the Instagram is there, so you can watch it there. It did record, and I got to figure out how to re upload the recording up to YouTube. So more on that later. But if you missed, well, there's two more left. So uh, that is the events portion on the docket portion. They're every Thursday. So next Thursdays, um, it's, you know, be to B Street if you want to go down there around 6-ish. We get started about 6.15, 6.30. tune in on the YouTube or Instagram on Ogden Avalanche. So that's that. Uh, the Moonlight touring of uh, Snow Basin has been bumped to Sunday night. So they it was supposed to be last night, but they... I had to bump it. Um, we got the red light, so we had to bump it. So Gear 30 is providing 
six sets of touring skis and we have boots if you've never skied uphill and would like to it's free demos that night it's sunday night snow basin six o'clock um earl's lodge patio whatever they call that space right there uh just meet we'll have a gear 30 booth meet us up there it's for the ski team ski foundation so anyway it's uphill night they'll do swag and all that kind of stuff later but we'll gear 30 is offering um I mean, we have six different touring ski touring setups that you can demo i probably won't be there we'll see um but we have staff working it and everything so there's that also on the docket um if you want your area level one, there's one through Ogden Avalanche, February 13th through 15th. I'm not sure if it's full yet. And then WSU Full Moon Snowshoe through the outdoor program is on February 27th. $20 for general public, $14 for Weber State students. And then the Valley's Wildest Pond Skim, March 20th, Nordic Valley, 10 bucks. That means summer's coming soon. Spring, whatever. Yeah. Do you have do you have events that I don't know about? Ta- am I forgetting stuff? Like I mean, I'm I know I'm forgetting some stuff. I just don't know, like super uber important. Like, yeah, I don't have anything, so I don't know. We have I mean, first Friday here at the Monarch. Early. That's next weekend. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the, we should mention the. Let me get the date. Is it the same night the? Uh, opening over at Oka, that is Monarch related. They're, they're swapping out the the to a new artist, or yeah, but it's kind it's kind of a big deal. So you can keep going. I will interrupt you. You're gonna look it up. Okay. All right. Well, next, I'm gonna get you that date. Let's do some news stories here. I will share the screen again. Thanks. Share screen. Okay. And then let's go to some of these news stories. Well, this one doesn't look very interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is really cool. Utah couple is 50% of their of their way to goal of skiing 3 million, 3 million vertical feet this season. This is, again, on unofficial networks. Um, okay, so the couple's already at 1.6 million vertical feet uh, skied between Deer Valley and Park City Mountain Resort. Now, they did some fun math here. So you have to ski... Like fifteen hundred and seventy-one runs, in, in in order to accomplish the goal, that's a lot. So, average minimum average number of runs needed each day twelve, twelve runs a day for one hundred and twenty-eight days. Woo-wee. Wow, that's a lot. So, very cool. They're going for a record for synchronized skiing. Uh, Utahns doing something fun. Okay, that's good. All right, what else we got? Okay, snow report, snow report. Snow Basin's been doing really good, but we haven't do, been able to do a snow report all season. So go to skiutah.com. You can check this out for yourself. Alta ski areas, two in the last 24, seven in the last 48. Beaver Mountain, two in the last 24, three in the last 48. Brian Head zeros. Uh, Brighton, three in the last 24. And then a foot, full foot in the last 48. Cherry Peak, zero and one. Deer Valley, three and nine. Eagle Point, zeros. Okay, Nordic. Nordic got two in the last 24. And then, so two in the last 48. It's a uh, 
15-inch bass there at the Nordic, and I think they opened up that new lift. I'm, I'm not totally positive, but I think they did. Powder Mountain, three inches in the last 24, five in the last 48, 20-inch bass, and then Basin was just getting getting the best of this storm here. So they say that you're on Ski Utah, three in the last 24, nine in the last 48, but they got 18 inches in the last, like, 72 or something. So they, they've got a lot of fresh snow up there. Um, I talked to Rick, who works here at the Monarch. He went up today. He said it was the best skiing of the year today. It's January 29th. <laughs> uh, base of 55 inches at Snow Basin. So I'm uh, because of the broken foot scenario, I have not been up. But I'm hoping to take, well, I plan on taking the kids on Sunday and just lapping Little Cat. And fingers crossed, the foot works okay. How's it feeling right now? If it's good, I mean, I'm still limping. I can still feel it, but power to snowboard boots. I don't know. Let's hope it. Let's hope it works. Snow basin two inches, five in the last forty-eight. Solitude two and six. Sundance two and six. Woodward two and four. So snow basin really got the best of it, which is pretty cool. It's just That's weird. always good to hear. It's weird how that weird how storms work here, man. Um, okay, so COVID transmission, if you do not, basically, if you do not participate in the APRE events, you're, you're pretty good um, because the transmission is linked to APRE events, like, you know, going ahead and having a beer afterwards and not to lift lines, chairlifts, or skiing. Probably could have guessed this going into it because um, you got to be around somebody in an enclosed space for a little bit of time. So Colorado ski towns and counties have some of the highest rates of COVID in the country. Um, which, by the way, if you've looked at the hot map for COVID, uh, I, I use Domo. If you've ever used, uh, checked out Domo, it's really cool. It, it's like a, it runs like a seven-day average, and, and it updates every 10 minutes. So you can see if your state or your country or whatever is trending up or trending down over, over the last seven days compared to the seven days previous. Um, and it gives you like a color-coded thing, and it's pretty sweet, but all of the United States, with the exception of Alabama, I think, is trending down uh, over in the last seven days. And um, so that's good, but uh, still out there. And so this article here on Snowbrain says, in San Miguel County, epidemiologists have not linked any outbreaks to chairlifts, skiing, or lift lines in Telluride. Although they have contact traced many cases to APRE and the lifestyle surrounding skiing. Um, you know what happens is you know, you meet the hottie and then you go back to the van, share a little COVID. That's how, that's how this works. Uh, yeah, no beers in the beers in the bars is pretty much where you got to stay away from it. Anyway, that's good news that if you want to go skiing, um, you're probably, I mean, they, they, they haven't linked anything yet. The, the w- chances of you getting it on a chairlift or a lift line is very low. So there you go. That's you're pretty bundled. You're pretty bundled. Well, and everybody's got the masks and everything. I mean, it's, yeah. that's why it's that's why when you take the masks off and you go to the bar and you're drinking. I mean, come on, this makes sense. Okay, so backcountry.com, yes, that.com. Um, they're going to open some brick and mortar locations this year in an effort, this according to S News, to grow further into the brick and mortar retail market. Backcountry outdoor gear brand and digital marketplace announced plans this week to open two storefronts one in park city utah and one in boulder colorado their world domination plan can only what do you think of that i think 
gear 30 will stop them. You know, they can only do so much. <laughs> uh, now, what do you think about a significant <laughs> online presence moving into that world? Uh, REI kicks their trash in all of those spaces, but yeah. Um, it is competition for say, for instance, uh, gear 30 wanted to open a shop in Salt Lake. Well, now that immediately makes it harder to do because they have an out, like a, they kind of have a shop, like you can shop and but they don't have a store in Salt Lake. So, um, this is in park city. So I don't know. Also Boulder. You know, anyway, if you're a smaller, if you're outdoor retailer and you wanted to expand, um, expansion is not easy and then if you're going up with up against a company that has i'm assuming they've got cash you know a lot more cash than most small outdoor retailers do anyway it just makes it harder so i don't blame them they should try brick and mortar i think somebody should uh push rei and um because rei's Nobody, no, they, there's nobody that competes with them on a national basis, like no one. So, if that maybe that's their long term plan backcountry, I have no idea. Um, but I think just like with you know a Target and Walmart, or I don't know, isn't wasn't there Cabela's and the other outdoor hook and bullet stuff? They all need a they all need someone to push them. REI doesn't have anybody to push them, nobody. So, REI needs some competition in the marketplace, and I think that would help every everyone, uh, have my opinion. That's my opinion. No, I I think I would agree yeah. with that. How are the I don't really I don't use backcountry. How are their prices still significantly is it discounted high end gear? Is it across the board? Is it it's just an online retailer. So they've got um sales on stuff and discounted stuff, but they have loads and loads of full price stuff. It's just it's, it's it. just yeah, an online retail. Online retail. No, you know, I'm I do harken back to the good old steep and cheap days. That was where everybody first fell in love with backcountry in the steep and cheap. Yeah, that was fun. Tell you what, steep and cheap. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it really was. I I do remember that. I pulled the trigger on a few things on steep and cheap. Oh, for sure. Well, you had to quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Olympics. Have you heard anything about the Olympics? Are they? Are we? Are we doing this or what? I I don't know, but I did hear that. they're like, nope. And then uh, I did hear that. Uh, now, is this the summer ones? Is this what we're talking about? Is this winter ones? This, this is last year's 2020 that they're trying to yeah. do this year. The one yeah. that Florida says, we'll take it. <laughs> Might as well. Florida's open. Olympic officials dispel cancellation rumors amid uncertainty from, from the start. Climbing's journey to the Olympics has been a roller coaster. That's the hardest thing. These athletes that are like, I don't know, because they're trying to plan their peak. They're trying to train so that they peak during the Olympics. Oh, boy. Um, and then the pandemic ruins it all. The sport was initially turned down for the 2020 Tokyo Games in 2013. Climbers received a second chance when a new program allowed the host country to add a n- new sport with a broad local and international appeal. 26 sports applied. Climbing was accepted, along with just four other events. Um, so... Let's see. The Olympic Committee voted unanimously to include climbing in the 2024 Paris Olympics. Then the pandemic struck and the 2020 Games were postponed to 2021. This month, a series of articles cast out that the Games will take place at all. Oh, boy. The Associated Press said that 80% of the people in Japan said that Tokyo Olympics should be canceled or postponed or say they believe the Olympics will not take place. Well, yeah, it's... We do not have it under control yet. Again, 
it's dipping and I just don't know how fast it'll dip. And we, we, we also don't know what the new strains are going to look like, act like, do. So I don't know. This was on Climbing Magazine, by the way, or Climbing.com. Yeah, and then I wonder how this affects getting set up for the 2024 20, ones, right? For the, I mean, does that affect the training then? Because you, it's it, the regiment, you know, essentially it's every four years, and now it's going to be three if it gets back to the regular times. Boy, if you can't get ready in three years, what kind of athlete are you? But uh, yes, I it does screw with everything, so scheduling more than anything that's what i'm thinking they bump things a little bit can't they keep them isolated a little bit i mean you can watch all those events you know they did that's why florida said they'll take it because they put the nba in the bubble down in florida and had basically zero problems during yeah the nba in the fall so now that the nba now the nba is trying to be normal they have all kinds of problems but um in the bubble it was great and so i think maybe that makes more sense now why florida said we'll take it is because they already experienced this with so it's disney world right like i guess it's huge i never i've been to epcot down there but i've never been to disney world but i guess the grounds are just enormous and they've got all kinds of facilities and stuff and they they don't have to build it's not winter so they don't have to build ski jumps and all that kind of crazy stuff they i don't know but they'd have to do it fast because it's, it's supposed to be like July or something or August. <laughs> but as, as according to this, Tokyo said, no, we're still on. And- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so speaking of pandemics, uh, 2021 Everest season is in limbo as the pandemic rages on. This is on Rock and Ice and Light of the Ongoing. Pandemic mini operators are canceling their 2021 Everest expeditions. You have to move into more of that um, foreign voice, I think, for this. While others are going ahead. Yeah, it's the NPR foreign voice. So if you planned on Everest this, well, if you planned on it last year and it got canceled, I mean, it's pretty, it's looking pretty sketchy this year too. Because you got to get there early, right? When do you go to Everest Day? Anyway, but there was people in K2. They summited K2 in winter for the first time, so that's cool. But this poor guy... Supposed, I'm. I wish I knew who he was. Sergey, Sir, he's probably phenomenal. I mean, I read his bio and I'm like, wow, this guy's a beast. Sir, Sergey, or Serge, Sergey, um, Mingot. He died on K2. Dedicated mountaineer, ferocious athlete, and that's. I read the whole article here on climbing, and man, he was a badass. Lost now, his did life. He, did he die after he summited with the group? Uh, a different group. 49 years okay. old, co-leader of the Seven Summits Treks team. And 50 climbers also bidding for I th- I thought I was pretty sure he was from a different group. Um, okay. While descending from Camp One to Advanced Base Camp, the 49 year old took a big fall into the rock. So I'm not sure if he. I don't think he summited. I think he was still getting uh, um, acclimated, but I'm not sure about that actually. K two is no joke, man. No, it's not. Damn it. Yeah, that's sad to hear. Uh, shoot. Okay. Mountaineering is ruthless. Okay. Well, um, we do have worth watching. Uh, this yes. is, this is great. Australian films, Alpine films, the many moods of skiing from 1963. Oh, nice. I love these voices. Blankets the valleys below a certain breed springs to life. That clan whose language is spiced with terms like Christiana, Telemark, Arlberg, Parallel, and Slalom. These are the snow worshippers, 
In other words, the skier. And here's a specimen awesome. all alone in a world of snow. Oh, miles wacky. And miles of it, and it's all his. There's seven minutes of this, but how cool is this? Oh, this is great. An abominable 1963. Color. It's like, uh, yeah, this, this is Warren Miller. This is where Warren, Warren Miller got his uh, inspiration was stuff like this. Like, hey, we could get people excited. You got to watch this. I mean, this is fantastic film. It's I've, it's on YouTube. It only has 13,000 views. What's up? I said that film is the same age as Banyan One. Oh my gosh, that is funny. That's so funny. Yeah, it looks so dated. It really does. Yeah. Well, so that's rad. So I'm gonna leave that up. Okay. And then if you just want to do your own quarantine ski film festival, they put a list yes. together on uh, this is the Park Record, so Park City's record of choice newspaper. Um, Hot Dog the movie from 1984. Yes. Classic. Blizzard of Oz. What? Yeah, it's 30 years old, too. The Blizzard of Oz. Okay. I don't know that one. How do I not know that one? Um, Blizzard of Oz. Is it a doc or is it a... It's Glenn Plake in 88. Yeah, so it's probably a documentary. And Scott Schmidt, who's uh, locally famous, I believe. Okay. Uh, uh-oh, I don't know how to say this one. It's German. Der Weissrausch, something like that. Stunning piece of, this is from 1931. Stunning piece of cinematography from the early days of film. 1931 production features innovative film techniques and extraordinary ski scenes from St. Anton, Austria. Film from Arnold Falk features legendary ski pioneer Hans Schneider along with Lenny Reifenstahl, who went on to produce Nazi propaganda films. Uh, make sure to stay with it for yeah, this. We'll just sort of <laughs> quickly go over that name. We'll just kind of for, oh my God. Make sure to stay. Well, it was like you, either you make our Nazi propaganda films or you will be six feet under. So make sure to stay with it for the ski scenes in the final third of the film. Okay. Swift current in 2020. That was just last year. Uh, from two time Olympian Maggie Voison. Um, hot dog and Hans brand new. Hot Dog and Hans. Check that one out if you haven't seen that one, I guess. Um, Downhill Racer, 1969. Other Side of the Mountain from 1975. And Steep and Deep, the the 1985 classic Warren Miller film, Steep and Deep. That That is a great list. So I'm telling you, that's a good list. And you quickly went through Downhill Racer, but that's a good transition into uh, – that's with uh, Robert Redford starring in that one. To uh, Sundance that started yeah. two days ago, virtually. But um, oh, are you paying attention have, to uh, that? Yeah, but I am doing. Let's see, I have tickets for four films, um, and so you still have to purchase single tickets, and only limited amount. You know, it's still not unlimited, and so uh, there's a few that I'd actually still like to see. So they just so hopefully they, they just up. let allow you a stream code or something, or how does that work? It's a, yeah, it's a private stream code. I think the app yeah. was was built just for this by some company somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so let's see how it, how they pull it off. But uh, the interface seems pretty good so far. I, uh, tickets are just 15 bucks instead of the usual 25 bucks, which is insane. Um, but 15 is reasonable. Like I can do with that. Do they have and then, uh, just two screenings? And so 
they have um, a single screening they kind of consider the premiere and then two days later is another screening and uh, I think you have to be there kind of for if you want the live event experience because they'll still do like a a live Q and A afterwards and all that. That's what I was um, wondering. Are they? Yeah, they're bringing yep. in like a Zoom. They'll thing do the whole deal, and there's huh. probably a better chance of getting everybody involved with the show because they can do it from sure. their computer, you know. Sure. Um, but there's less films. There's only I think like 75 instead of like 120 or 30 or something like that. 75 so. is a lot of films. I it is. That's still some shorts and things too. I think. Uh, I think that's what that number is. But uh, I'll tell you all about it. I've got. I think two tomorrow and two on Sunday that I'm kind of looking forward to. Obviously nowhere near the same, but uh, I'm still giving Sundance some love because I, they'll do be back. You, you that like, was the last, that was like one of the last big events. I went to the one at the end of January this last year and there was rumors that there was cases in California pre Sundance. Oh yeah. That would have probably brought it to park city, you know? Um, but that would have been just a flu at that point, you know, meaning that well, any sort of, yeah, but didn't, I mean, Park City was the one of the first hotspots in Utah. But that was, I, I think that was months later. I think yeah. that they were calling it that. But regardless, a film festival in these tiny venues is the last place anybody wants to be right now. And so I feel this one is a solid decision. Um, and I'm, come, I'm stoked to see that. Plus, most people have pretty decent sized TVs now and. Are you? You just have your own little film fest at home, right? Do you pop, pop your own popcorn? Like, what are you doing? Damn straight, I'm doing the whole deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going shopping tonight or tomorrow. I'm getting some snacks. Yeah, doing the whole deal. I yeah. love it. And then they're still selling merch, so you can get behind it if you wanted to. Yeah. And so they're moving forward, I'm trying to make the most of it. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, Robert Redford was at the premiere already. I think a day or two ago. Um, so I'm, Resort, I'm looking forward to it. Resortless Robert Redford. Resortless yeah. Robert Redford. Yeah. 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 I'm sure he'll still keep busy. He probably still got a nice place here somewhere in Park City. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, okay, so gear the quick Gear Thirty segment. Um, by the way, Gear Thirty has a sale on winter apparel right now, fifteen percent off if you're interested. Uh, Zolio was named the Outdoor Retailer Innovation Awards Product of the Year. I'll share my screen real quick, and we can try and zip over to the old Zolio product. This is a really cool device that allows you to talk to text uh, to people. You can't send your nudes, Todd, but you can send some texts. So um, you are in the middle of nowhere, and you don't have service on your phone. Well, this is a satellite communication device. Zolio provides SOS alerting with 24-7 monitoring, checking, and weather forecast. So you can text using your phone app, and it goes through the, the device here, um, through satellite global technology. And What's that cost? That's the kicker, is most of these products on the market right now are between three to $400. Zolio um, created this product... And it's 200 bucks, and it's like at the top of the list as far as quality. Is uh, there like a monthly so fee or something using it? Or? You pay 200 bucks, and then you pay, see there's monthly plans. You can pay uh, depending on how many messages you want to send. So 50 bucks is unlimited messages, oh, so like bad. you're gone all the time, you know. 35 is 250 messages, which if you're just using this thing. Or if is, you're a guide or something, like I, you could be worth the investment probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then basic is 20 bucks, and then it's like 25. So there's the, 
yeah, that's, and then you just throw this in your pack. If you ever get in trouble and you're, you're by yourself or, or with the, with the group that does, you know, no, no one has service. You don't have to buy a sat phone anymore. You can text for help or hit the SOS button or just text people and say, I love you. Good night, whatever stuff. Holy like that. shit. Yeah. That could be like a big old peace of mind game changer. Absolutely. If that's affordable, which it is. Yeah. I mean, that that's affordable. So we brought these into gear 30 right before Christmas and I didn't know anything about them. I'm like, okay, new product. All right, whatever. This company bought all of them online to give to their employees or whatever as soon as we brought them in. It was crazy. So we had to reorder instantly. And they sold like crazy during Christmas. So people dig them. You can't beat the price and for the quality. And they, they perform the same as their competitors um, at like 100 to 150 bucks cheaper, which is fantastic. I say we get one and just use it for a phone. Just use it for your day-to-day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not the not worst idea. Not super compact, but it's pretty funny. Other entries into Innovation Awards. Um, Big Agnes came out with a uh, it's a new closed cell foam sleeping pad. Basically looks like a yoga mat, uh, but it's made out of 60% recyclable stuff or something. Um, let's see. There's a tent on here. This decathlon sets up in two seconds. There's no poles in this tent. It's a car camping tent because it's heavy. But you take it out and it basically, kind of, you just unfold it and it stands by itself and you can guy it out. But it sets up in less than a minute. Uh, weird thing about this tent, though, if you can see the screen here, Todd, it's black on the inside. They have like, they use this material that knocks out the sun. So like if you want to sleep all day, you go in this tent. But um, I was talking to Greg earlier on a podcast. And I'm like, we, I like to see the sun come up. Like I like this, you know what I mean? I think that's one of the perks of going out into the outdoors. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know about that. Um, all right. This new Konkin backpack from Pia Raven. Yeah, no, we know Konkins aren't new, but this Konkin is called the tree Konkin because the fabric is made out of a tree. They, uh, somehow spin that bark really thin and stuff, and then they make it into a fabric. So this is a, bag from Raven made from um pine and tree bark stuff which is really weird but cool because there's no plastic in this bag so it will eventually you would think dissolve but just sustainably grown tree bark stuff stuff in from sweden sweden tree nice. bark stuff yeah sweden tree bark stuff <laughs> Uh, also they've got this nice little uh, wheelchair that is all terrain. So that's new. That's cool from extreme notice. Um, let's see what else we have that I looked at that I can tell you about. (laughs) A lot of it is environmentally stuff, but most of these companies are using different types of environmentally friendly stuff. This new snowboard, uh, nitro, nitro snowboards, splitboard boot is called the incline and it has a little, Flex has some flex to it, so you can hike in it. Um, cool, but not really, I guess. I don't know. It's okay. I'd have to use it. If Maybe after I used it and, and it worked really well, I'd be like, all right, awesome. This one kind of cracks me up. Sawyer products, which we use all the time and I really like in the backcountry to filter water, came out with a tap filter. They're like, what are we doing? Let's just put it in homes. So uh, this is not innovative, folks. This is just called using being smart and making it for a house instead of or 
in addition to all your backcountry stuff. So if you really like the brand Sawyer and you like their filters, you can consider buying one for your house. That's a clever idea. Um, okay. Yakima has a new trailer hitch system. I briefly looked at it, but not really. It's just, I, I mean, the hitch things is, are awesome. So Yakima is expanding on that. It's called the Exo system. And then, of course, the Zolio satellite communicator. There was one on here that I thought, I think I skipped. I don't know where it went. Oh, well, not a big deal. Okay, that gives you an idea. Some stuff. A few standouts there. Yeah. Oh, I got to plug my computer in. Computer's dying. Okay. So that is that. Um, all right. You got anything else? I think that's, a, that's about the full list there. That's it. Oh, I was going to give you a date. Um, the new opening at OCA, which is Ogden Contemporary Arts, um, is February 12th. So come check things out at 12th. They're doing an artist talk from 3.30 to 5, and then the opening will be 5 to 10 p.m. And uh, because you know it's the Monarch, you know, they're, they can be safer than most. We've got lots of space. We got tall ceilings. It really, really, really tall ceilings. So, uh, yeah. And there's plenty of room to spread you out. You can space and, yourself out. Yeah. You can do whatever you need to. But uh, so that is not until Feb 12. All right. Quote of the week um, Warriors should suffer their pain silently. Aaron Hunter into the wild, which is. Uh, there's a quarter week. Thank you, Banyan One, powering today's 365th episode of the... That's right, 365 uh, episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thebanyancollective.com, the Podbean app, Android for iPhones, all that stuff. Show notes are on the blog. Sifting through hours of crappy music so you don't have to. This is Triggers and Slips. This is from our Van Sessions podcast. So enjoy, as John Muir would say. The mountains are calling. And Todd, we got to go. Let's go. Sing.